0: Alright, welcome guys to the Evolution Podcast. Today I have a special guest, Janai. Now, Junaid is coming in here and Janai is going to be sharing some... Let's, let's just say if you're an entrepreneur, right? You're coming into, you, you're either doubting yourself, you're like, Hey man, I'm not qualified. I didn't go to Harvard. I don't have a bachelor's degree. I don't have a PhD degree. You know what? Or you're probably thinking, you know what? I'm coming in late. You know, there's already too much competition in industry. I mean, in, then you are going to want to listen to this guy. So, if Junaid, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself...
1: Yeah, my name is Janiad Iqbal. I'm the founder of NoDegree.com and host of the No Degree podcast, where I interview people without college degrees, having them share their stories. And I know you said if you don't have a bachelor's degree, PhD, you didn't go to Harvard, even if you didn't finish high school, I have got the tips for you.
0: <laughs> so, so okay, so I'm very curious. Yeah, I'm very curious. So what, what initially got you started on the No Degree
1: podcast? Yeah, so the podcast... I started because of the company. Right. I was like, the big thing is there are so many successful people without college degrees, but people don't know their stories. Yes, you have the famous ones that everybody knows about. But what about the average entrepreneur? What about the average person that gets a regular job and breaks in? Their stories are not out there. So I wanted to share the pathway so people could have realistic ways like, yes, there's a Bill Gates and stuff, but there, you know, you can't just say, hey. Go become a billionaire. There are regular jobs where people make six figures, multi-six figures, and they can provide for their family. I started NoDegree.com because I came across a Reddit thread uh, five, seven years ago. No, nine years ago. I lose track of time. It was in 2014, August 2014. Someone asked, for those of you without a college degree who make over six figures, what do you do and how would you get the job? And the uh-huh. answers were like, I'm a claims adjuster. I'm a surveyor. I'm a database administrator. I programmed this Gotcha.
0: Okay. So now, okay. So now I want to, I want to, I want to double check here. So is it the fact that education as a whole is kind of like, you know, uh, how would I put it? Is it kind of out of date as far as college or are these
1: entrepreneurs actually still doing some self-learning on the side? Entrepreneurs are doing self-learning on the side. I mean, the fact is everybody has to do self-learning. Think about it. Is it like you graduate college and all of a sudden you can be a director of anything? No, you get actual work experience. Even people who go to college, they learn a lot outside the classroom. And you don't, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The other thing is, it's the fact that education should be accessible, and there should be multiple ways to obtain an education. Oftentimes, people say, "Oh, this person has a PhD; they are educated." But what if a person reads a book every other day and they take notes and they're learning and they're doing everything they can? Are they not educated in a different way? Is their knowledge not valuable?
0: You know what's crazy, right? I was thinking about it in a as too. It's not even the fact that people have the degree, it's the perception of the degree. Yeah. Right. The perception. It, it's like I could have a I could have a PhD in, you know, flipping I don't even know whatever people have PhDs in. Cause I, honestly, man, I dropped out of college. So yeah. that's what I was like, I gotta have you on. I, I personally dropped out of college and I was in a a position, man, when I was like I was looking at it, I was like, okay, so I get this degree. They're like, Yeah, it's gonna be they recorded me. It was thirty-seven thousand for the degree. Additionally, to all the other learning I've done, so it was going to put me like eighty-something, one hundred grand. And I was like, hypothetically, is this degree? Is it going to help me in the future? She's like, no. Well, it's going to make you hireable. It's going to make you competitive. And I'm like, competitive. So you're telling me there's a chance in which they're going to tell me no. But I should risk that odds of being told no by getting your degree. So it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of baffles me. So talk to me as far as like, you know, I'm that entrepreneur right now. Right. And, uh, oh, and I even have another funny story as well, but I don't want to, I don't want to kind of take the screen time here, but talk to me as far as the no degree side of things, because you do recruiting as well.
1: Yeah. I've recruited for a couple of positions. So
0: <laughs> for a couple of positions, that's, that's some, that's some positions there, man. But think about this. You have two applicants. You have a guy with no degree and a, and a guy with a degree. Right, or let's just a guy and guy with no degree, with yeah. a degree and a degree. What are you looking for from the no degree guy that will make him
1: stand out more? So you're asking the wrong person because to me, I'm I don't care about the degree, gotcha. I care about the knowledge. So in some cases, the person with the degree is more qualified because they have the skills, they have the experience, they can do the job. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't think that way. They have the perception that this person is more committed. This they they assume a lot of positive traits. Now, what I would tell people to step back and not from the hiring position, because so many people have so many biases in hiring, right? Uh Some people are like, hey, let me just focus on the skills. Can you do the job? I worked at a company where they didn't hire someone in sales because they didn't have a degree. And it's like, dude, they have sales. Why are you not hiring them? What I tell people without degrees is you have to show that your experience and your skills will be a competitive advantage over the person with the degree. And you have to stand up for yourself and you have to be able to push back. If they're like, oh, this other person has a degree, ask them, what would I have learned in the classroom that's going to set me apart? And oftentimes the answer is they don't have a clear answer because it's perception, you know? The other thing is you also have to be confident because for the most part, the belief that you don't have a degree, hold you back, hold you back more in a lot of scenarios than not having the degree itself. Because when I work with people, I say, Hey, look, you're going for this job. You're not going for a lawyer, doctor, things that actually require degrees. You're going for this job. I was like, can you do the sales? Do you have the experience? And they're like, yes. I was like, so don't think that you're not qualified to be in the room because if you don't think you're not qualified to be in the room, you're not going to show up as the best version of yourself. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you.
0: Okay, so now I, I'm I'm very curious here. The, the reality is this: let's be let's be honest. It's not everybody that doesn't have a degree that's going to make it. Yeah, right. That's true. I mean, what what, do you, what are the qualities that you see in people that don't have a degree that make it? What are those unique qualities that you know? If someone's watching this right now and they're doubting themselves, and they you know they can they can go over this list of qualities, and they're like, well, you know what? I have this, and I believe I can succeed because I have this.
1: You need persistence. It's not going to be an easy road with or without a degree. You need persistence. It's not like, hey, in one day you become extremely good at something. It's uh-huh. you spend months, if not years, hours per day over those years to get to a certain position. You have to have confidence because you need to believe in your skills, because if you're confident, you're going to take some risks. You're going to go outside your comfort zone. You need to be coachable. You need to take yeah. be able to take feedback because I've seen so many people even without degrees They don't want to listen. They don't want to take feedback. And the fact is, there there are many people who will offer you advice, but if you're not willing to take any of it, it doesn't matter, right? I've seen people who don't succeed because I know they're not coachable, and I watched them over the years, and they're still in the same place. And then they say, oh, the system, this and that. And it's like, you need to do your part. You also need to be proactive. There's no way around that. Okay, so now now persistency is key, right?
0: But the thing is this, man, I'm, and I'm, this is just a genuine question. How are you, you know, they say, there's a saying that insanity is doing the same thing over and over yeah. again and expecting a different result. So how do you stay persistent knowing that you are not getting, you're not getting the results that you want?
1: So here's the thing. You have to move forward, right? So insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And I've seen people who are truly insane, like, I've looked at some video. This guy has published over 790 videos on YouTube, but he's not getting any traction. That's why you have to be coachable and you have to take feedback. You have to be able to go to someone and it's like, Hey, can you give me some feedback? And the guys will be like, Hey, your videos are not up to par. You're not engaging. You're not doing this. And you have to take it. It's going to hurt a little, but you have to take that feedback. The other thing is you have to make a little progress. So let's say I'm, going on weight loss journey. If I'm losing zero pounds and I've been at it for three months, I'm doing nothing right. But let's say I have a goal of losing 20 pounds, but I lost 12 pounds. I'm moving in the right direction. So you have to think about micro accomplishments, right? So let's say you want to get a job. Okay. Are you getting interviews? That's the first step. Are you doing better in the interviews? Are you making it to the second round? So you have to find and break down those accomplishments into mini accomplishments, so okay, so let's let's. I, I'm
0: still kind of curious on the guy that had 790 videos and no traction. Okay, when okay, so that seems like insanity, right? But maybe that is insanity. It, but maybe this guy is, you know, maybe he's playing a long game. I mean, maybe he's been doing YouTube for five years and he's like, you know, what, I'm going to go for ten years and 1,500 videos, and if I don't see a result,
1: no, I'm going to tell <sighs> you, like, at some point you have to gain some traction because if you have 700, like, 90 videos. And Uh you don't have at least, I'm not saying you have to have millions of subs, but if you're not getting at least like a few thousand subs, you have to change things. Now, maybe instead of doing two, three videos a week, maybe I'll do one and I'll focus on marketing and then I'll see traction. So you have to try different things because over the long term, like I can't keep trying the same exercise and I'm not losing weight or I'm not getting stronger. Yeah. Right. And it's one thing. It's like, hey, let's say you did those videos and you're tapped out at a million subs and you can't grow anymore. That's fine. There some plateaus, too. But I've seen way too many people that they don't listen. Um, they keep on doing things like I saw this guy on LinkedIn. He writes an article every single day. He gets zero likes on every article. And it's like, <laughs> dude, at some point you have to like adjust. You have to take feedback. You have to hire someone or else you're just going to keep doing it and not get any results. Yeah. But see, the thing
0: is, this is, you know what, you said something which is interesting. You said, you know what, make a few videos, then market, make a few days. This, this. You know what I've found is there's like success is a puzzle, right? Yeah. Everybody sees it as like a one stack layer. It's like a stack of yeah. skill sets, right? A stack of employees. Like there's a reason why, you know, if like if your company's all salespeople and no one in operations, you're going to go out of business. Yeah. If your company's all operations and no salespeople, you're gonna go out yeah. of business. Right? It's like you gotta have the stack, and, and it's almost it's almost insane as far as like to think about it from um um a perspective of this one guy doing 790 videos, because I'm pretty sure if he did some element of marketing, yeah, right, people you know what? you know what I found, which is insane. It doesn't matter how boring your conversation is, you can be talking about shit like yeah. full on feces. And people will watch.
1: Yeah. Let me tell you, there's so many people who have wild videos. And I'm saying the fact is there's an audience. There's so many different types of audiences, right? There are people who just watch people eat food. I don't get it, but people watch it, right? People do. And they found it. And so it's like if those people can at least gain some views and you're not, you're not finding your audience, you're not connecting. Maybe read some book on psychology. Maybe read some books on marketing. Maybe it's. Your attractiveness, maybe go lose weight, maybe get stronger, groom, haircut. There's so many things that you have to take this feedback and you have to think like there are certain things in your control. There are certain things that are not in your control. What can you control and adjust and see what happens? You know what I was thinking, man? I'm like,
0: dude, if I was a hot chick, I'd have 10 million subs right now, dude. It'd be- no, and I'm going to tell you,
1: <laughs> you, look, you probably would. But the majority of people, just because they're hot, would not get 10 million subs. Because I know attractive women, right? And I know several of them. The ones that do well, man, they're hustlers. Like they that work harder true. than me. Like I see that like they do the same work I do, except they spend their one hour a day getting ready that I don't. Right. I show up to this podcast like, you know, I don't have a haircut. I don't have this. They show up all dolled up and I see how hard they work, how good they are at networking. You know, so it's like you see a hot chick with 10 million followers. A lot of them, they're, they understand marketing, dancer and psychology, yeah. because look, there are Ten thousand times more hot chicks than there are ones with ten million subs. Why do they true. get it? That, why
0: do they? So so why do they? So there's that element of degree of work ethic. There's that that yeah. group that just that work ethic. And and which reminds me, the guy with the seven hundred ninety videos, I think the guy probably has work ethic,
1: just does not have marketing. Hundred percent, he has work right? ethic. But think, look at this analogy. Let's say I want to dig a hole, and I use a shovel. You mm-hmm. come out. You rent a tractor. You pay a thousand dollars. I could spend 10 years digging that hole. You could probably finish, you know, in like a few days, you're going to do yeah. more work than me. So it's also about work ethic, but it's about being smart and your intelligent work amplifies your work ethic. So it's a multiplication equation gotcha
0: gotcha so there's there's a, there's a bunch of factors that come in there so
1: it's not even just the element of
0: not having a degree because dude there's a lot of people that don't have a degree that are out there laying sleeping in your mom's basement like I, I it was funny this one um this one one girl she had a her son is 36 or 37 and stays home playing video games and I'm like you have a 30 year old about to be 40 staying in, in in your basement playing video games all day not doing anything else and she's like well you know he's gonna grow
1: up and he's gonna. I was
0: like, no. You know, no. <laughs> you I'm a grown man.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. And here's the thing. Look, I live at home, right? And if there was a basement, I live in it. We don't have a basement for me to live in. But,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, but so I have no
1: shame in. But I have, I have no shame in that. And I tell people, it's like, I encourage people live in your mom's basement while you're trying to build your wealth, try to build that, mm-hmm. but make sure you're building something, right? Too many people, you know, they think they're going to be a Twitch streamer. It's like, okay, you're playing video games all day. Go be go be a Twitch streamer. Go put in some work, do Mm -hmm. something, work on yourself. And I'm not saying you can't play video games, but you have to make progress forward. And I see and this is a big issue in society today. A lot of parents enable their kids. You know, people will talk about kids these days, kids these days. And people have been saying that forever. But the big issue with kids these days is their parents don't set the boundaries And they basically let the kids run the house. And you see the difference between I've seen parents who have very well behaved kids. They know how to they know how to grow out. They're outside this bubble and parents who don't. And then they wonder why the kids are, you know, 30 plus playing video games all day. Like for me, I would love to play video games all day. But I would feel like, yo, how can I leech off my parents if I'm playing video games all day? It's because I have built my own wealth and I have put myself in a position where I can afford to do that. If I'm living in my mom's basement and I'm taking advantage of that, I can't afford to do that. You know
0: what's interesting about the living in mom's basement, right, is there are different types of people, right? Same way that you can have a homeowner, right, that, you know, has a $400,000 home drowning in debt. And you can have the same homeowner, $200,000 with 200000 in in savings, right? Yeah. So it's not necessarily a condition that the person is in. It's what they are doing in that condition, yeah. right? Like a 37-year-old is playing video games and it's not, it's not doing anything. Anything remotely to produce value, it's like now you're like, okay, then this is like, there is no strategy to it. Like, for instance, one of the biggest things I would say was the biggest, biggest pitfalls in, in you know, for me and one of the biggest blessings was I moved out of the house 10 years ago, 10, 11 years now. And dude, I was sleeping in a car. Man, right? respect. But it's not I, easy. I was, It's not easy, man. It was not easy, but you know what? I was like, I still did not. I couldn't go, dude. I could not. When I mean, when I mean, dude, it was it was bad, man. I I I had um, this is where friendships come in. I'll, dude, I'd borrow money from friends, man. I'll be like, I'll make new friends. I'll be like, hey, you know what? Be friends. Three months later, hey, can you borrow me five hundred bucks? But I always paid everybody back. Yeah, right. But I had to. I had to survive. But man, but if I if I know what I know now, and maybe I was home, you know, staying at home, you know, maybe. I was home and I was actually, actually had strategy towards, you know, hey, okay, I'm going to do this while I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Yeah, if there's strategy to it, dude, there's nothing, no shame in it, 100%. Yeah. But it, so I think the thing is, it's just a camp of people who believe they're just going to stay home and not do anything and then they're just going to wait. Like the 790 video guy, just going to wait. I-
1: yeah. And look, I was still, look, if my son stayed at home and he made 790 videos, I was still him some respect. I'll be like, all right, you're trying. It's not working, but you're trying. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's a camp of people who believe it's a camp of people who are enabled. Makes right. Sense. Because think about it. Like I could not do that because let me tell you, I'm 32. And my father would beat me you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I just could not deal with it. Like I, like I'm working hard, and my mom still gets on my case. If I play video games all day without making any progress, like I would just work out of the sheer fact to get my mom off my back. So it's more about that he's enabled. Yeah, that person has the capability to do work. Like if his mom, God forbid, passed away, couldn't was in a bad financial situation, they would step up to a certain degree. So it's more that they're in a situation that they have no incentive to get out of, and a lot of people are not necessarily self motivated to get themselves out of that situation. That's that's true. That's true. And, and and have you seen the stats? I can't remember where I saw the stats. I'm
0: pretty. Sure, I'm going to see if I can put, put it up here on the video. But have you seen the rise of like, and this is just back to the degree thing, the rise in college uh, tuitions, right? It's risen by like in, like a thousand percent, right? And <laughs> yeah. it's like, I, I don't know, man. Do you think, all right, be honest with me, man. Do you think college be is super kind honest.
1: of, is, yeah, do you think college is a scam? So here's the thing. Colleges are in the business of education, So they do educate, but they're in the business of education Uh and their job is to charge you as much as possible. So you are in the business of yourself. In some cases, I've told people, go to college. You know, you're a great student. you got a full ride. You're not paying that much. It's strategic for you. You have a plan for other people. They don't have the plan. So here's the other thing. And you know why college tuition is high. So first companies required a degree. So people were sort of forced to get it. Now things are slowly changing. Then the other aspect is parents are the biggest issue because when a kid is born what do they say i'm gonna start saving up for college right now you tell a business hey i've saved 18 years for your product what is that business gonna say oh yeah. no you know what i'm gonna charge you lower. They were like no you know what you should take out a loan and i should charge you even more so the big issue is it's like you know people can get the loan but parents drive that like i see some people like they save 200k for the kids education i'm like why Like, why would you do that? Like, you're the reason you deserve to get ripped off. And you're an idiot for saving up 18 years. You know, it just doesn't make any financial sense when there are schools that are much cheaper. But colleges, for some people, it's a scam. You have to be very strategic about it. Uh You have to be very smart about it. You have to see if it's right for you. Because some people are legitimately bad students. They're not good in the classroom. College Mm -hmm. isn't for them. Some people are not ready. You know, not all 18-year-olds are ready. I remember bunch of those kids were cheating they weren't doing any work copying homework they weren't there taking it seriously so it, you have to really take it as an you have to be strategic about it don't waste your time and figure out if it's right for you or not but in a lot of cases it's way overpriced
0: you know i i personally think you know uh scholarship is way overpriced but have you ever have you ever gone like right now let's say we have an 18 year old right it's fresh out of high school goes to the bank i have no credit score Give me $150,000 loan for Wait, In
1: addition to that, they have a uh, 1.9 GPA. Yeah. Like they 1. barely pass G-
0: classes. Do know the bank would say, absolutely, we'll give you that. Do you need extra? Oh, do you need extra <laughs> classes? Sure, we'll give you 250000 And then you think about it. Why The bank would give an 18-year-old, but then you as a 32-year-old man right now with a business, and you go to the bank and say, hey, give me $5,000 for this bank, for this investment. they will be like, No. No, absolutely not. We're not giving you five grand. Well, have you saved a life? Have you done this? Show us yeah. the last five years of your tax return. And you know yeah. what's interesting is they're able to give an 18-year-old a college loan because even if you filed for bankruptcy, you know what never leaves your record? Yeah. Your student loans. You can't get rid of it. It's yeah. it's permanent. So the banks protect – the government protects them. So, so it's yeah. – it's, which is interesting is not only are they a business of education that it has zero competition right? No competition. Two, they're also insured by the by the government. So it's like, yeah. dude, of course well, somebody... Hold up, let, on. let me push back.
1: There is yeah, competition. Absolutely. There is competition. There are boot camps, online learning, all these other things. Now, right? now there is. Yes, now. But remember, even then, I have had podcast guests who have not had degrees early 2000s. It's just you had... They were fewer sectors where you could get away with that, Okay. right? And then the other thing is, you have to think about it. If you're the trades were always accessible and they made good money. It's just people, people sort of slept on them. Um, Technology was always accessible to people uh, degrees. The first job was the hardest to get, but once you got experience, you could get it. The other thing is, and you know, the bankruptcy thing is very interesting. And that's something I don't, this is controversial. I don't disagree with it. Okay. Because in the sense of, what would everybody do? They'd go to college, declare bank. The best thing to do, go to college, declare bankruptcy. It would call because it's like you're buying knowledge, right? Whereas everything else, there's a asset to seize. Yeah. But I do think there needs to be more education. And I do think there needs to be more regulation around the prices of these and all that. But the, the fact is that's going to be too, that's too hairy. Parents and kids need to educate themselves. Simple as that. Like, you're smart enough at 18 years old to understand two hundred thousand dollars, and your parents should teach you. The fact is, your parent like if my kids taking out two hundred thousand, I'm gonna be like, yo, if you do that, you're gonna be on your own. I'm not contributing to that. What's yeah. your plan? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna major in? Did you do your career research? And you have to do that. Same thing, parents. It's like if you're investing that much, don't just be like, hey, just yeah, I want my kid to have the college experience. It's like, dude. <laughs> Tell your kid start gaining some skills, and then give him like fifty thousand, and he he can have the best way better than a college experience. You, you know what's interesting is, and, and and since we're just to kind of
0: have a, a, a like a different camp here, right? Because there's different camps because not everything's like as it since. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come on the side of I think the parents 100% need some have some self assessment to do, but also yeah. think about it from a perspective, right? Forty years ago, college was the way to go. It was right. And now you have those those people who are parents now, and the way they made their money was they went to college and they worked a the job for forty years. Yeah, right? yeah. And then and then you know, hey, that's how I mean, that's how I a career. Now you're in a modern economy where with the internet, man, you can make a killing. You can make you a can fluid. make a killing, dude. You can make it. People don't understand as to the, the the internet. I was talking to a guy, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, I was thinking of opening a I can't remember what to start, but it was like a supply store or something like that. And I'm like, why? You're
1: limited to your zip code. Right, but you, you get know on what? A... You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Some of these people are making a killing. It's not sexy. Like I know these people with lawn mowing businesses and junk removal who are making a killing. But you are right. The people have to open up their minds. They have to. They have to.
0: And and the thing is, this is the internet, man. I mean, dude, think about it. 20, 10 years ago, when you know YouTube and Instagram was still kind of new in the market, and you said you wanted to be an influencer, they'd be like, ha, 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 influencer? You want to be an influencer? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Now they're like, wait, you are everybody. Influencer? everybody's an influencer right but then also which is also interesting and i want to talk about this influencer influencer thing how much of this how much you think how much of this influencer thing do you think um is people just in a delusional state
1: i think a lot of people are delusional when it comes to being an influencer now look it is a legitimate thing but people don't realize the amount of work man like i have like forty one thousand followers on linkedin i have like 10.6 on twitter i i been slacking on tiktok but i got to like 1200 it's so much work yes you can get Uh lucky and some people do but it's so much work you have to really understand how to create content you have to understand social media algorithms you have to understand networking you have to understand the changes in the algorithm it's not easy so many people think oh yeah kids they don't go to college they can play video game be a twitch streamer i'm gonna tell Uh you your kid most likely is not your kid doesn't have the charisma your kid doesn't have the charisma talent your kid doesn't have the work ethic it is tough it's like being a an entertainer like you know everybody wants Uh to be like a rapper musician how many people that make it and then even the people that make it there are even great people who don't make it right i know people who create great content who don't make it so just realize that it's not easy at all it is more viable than it was in the past past and what i think influencers have done is they've taken away market share from celebrities so the market that normally went to celebrities a portion of that went and now it's going to influencers.
0: You know, it's interesting. And, and we're still going to talk. I still want to talk about the parents thing. But, you know, Joey Swole, the guy that uh, does the uh, Facebook, TikTok, calling out the, the, the TikTok uh, girl, the TikTok girls would be like, oh, I have this creep was staring at me in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then you're like, and then she has her body out there. She's like, oh, yeah, this guy was staring at me. But then it's like 20,000 people just watched a video of the exact same they thing. Know, the look, guy he said. The,
1: they he, know how. Look. It's a part of the thing. It's a part of content. They know that's going to get views, right? Yeah. And I tell people, if you don't like a type of content, skip it over. Don't comment. Don't like. Click on the three dots. Click on not interested. These people, they don't care. A lot of these influencers, especially the large ones, it's all a game. It's all an act. Sometimes they're very different in person. Everything's like a front, right? Their friend comes in with a new car. They'll sit inside and be like, hey, guys, look at this. I got this new car. They don't they know. They know it's gonna get reactions and all that, and they don't care because at the end of the day, they're making money. And what incentive do they have to stop? A lot of them yeah. don't care about integrity.
0: You know, it's interesting, man. And, and and up until recently, I just realized the internet is filled with a lot of lies.
1: A so lot. many lies, dude. A I lot. see the lies all the time, man. Because I know the stories of some of these people. I knew a story of a guy. He was like, "Yo, I I lived in this basement. I did all this, blah blah blah." But he lived in the basement temporarily and he was renting it and it wasn't like he was in a bad situation. Uh-huh. So, so it's so he, just he, he, he,
0: he rented the basement. You <laughs> think it's funny is that uh, and I realized this, right? People don't and this is the one thing about the internet is people don't like the they want to see you
1: succeed but they don't like you to just show up successful. Yeah, I look, nobody likes that and it's it's true and there's so, so many thing? people who don't have these crazy stories who've had their parents really support them and all that. And they ended up being successful and they're like, Hey, I only had $2 64 cents and maybe that was on their bank account, but they have a backup bank account and a trust fund (laughs) and all that. So that's why you have to be a little mindful. Don't take everything at face value.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. You're right, man. And I think, I think I, Dude, if you also look at it, man, I've been, you know, in my feed, there's the gurus that have been coming out. they would be like, you know, uh, hey, you know, uh, buy my course. They talk about how your life, they talk about your life. And then they say, buy my course, and my course will fix your life in, in you know, you can make $50,000 in 10, which is, it's all marketed,
1: right? It's all marketing. But you, you know what that... most people sell? They sell yeah. hopes and dreams online. Yes, They sell yes. hopes and dreams. And I'm going to tell you the big issue. If I tell someone, hey, here's how I do resumes, here's how I'll sit down with you, here's what sets me apart, nothing. If I tell someone, hey, I'm going to get you a 50K raise, oh, they'll come run after me. So what do I have to do? I have to tell people because that's just a part of sales. And you have to realize that, cut through that. And I'll, I'll straight up tell you, like, I have a business, right? I can, I write resumes and I make good money doing resumes. Do you think I'd sell a course on like how to become a resume or like me? Hell no. I'm not trying to, I'm not yeah. trying to lose my expertise. You're not going to quit I'll, your competition. Yeah. Yeah. And not that I will help my, I, look, I help my competition all the time, but would I help my competition at scale?
0: No. Yeah, no, no, no. You make a good point. It's, if it's already working, why am I making a course teaching you how to do it? If the money is not to make the course. If, 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 it's funny. It's like, okay, okay, guys, so this is an FYI. So I'm going to tell you, if you want to know if you can actually make money in a course, think about this. If the guy is saying, if you watch my course, you will make 50,000 with this secret proven method. Why is he
1: not doing the same method to make himself a millionaire? And he's teaching yeah. you how to do it. Exactly. It's, and the other thing is there now look, there are some good courses. Absolutely. I've paid yeah. some good money for good courses, but I've always bought those courses off of recommendations from people gotcha. who are like, hey, I dropped three to five K. This course legitimately increased it. Now the other thing is when you're buying these courses, these courses have to be very specific. They have okay. to be like, hey, here's how you make money in sales doing this specific thing. It okay. can't be just like, hey, you have nothing. You're just gonna make it in one day. It's I know someone who paid like eight thousand. It was like a real estate course. He said it was really good, but it was a very specific domain, and it's work. It's not easy. Anybody who says it's easy, it's not easy at all.
0: Yeah, but the thing, yeah, which is true, man. And I think even buying courses it's like it's ten percent the course and ninety percent action. It know? is action. You have it's to. It's all do action, man. It's all action, and and a lot of people are gonna say things don't work, but they never actually tried it. You know, it's like yes, it's so like many people. A, you know how – you know when is the most packed time in the gym? Like what? January. January 1st. Oh, yeah. 30th, Duh. That That's the most packed time because everybody comes in, man, my New Year's resolution for 2023 is I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to burn those calories. I'm going to be the best shape of my life. And then January comes, dude, everyone's working out. February, they don't see results. They stop. Wednesday, the gym starts to get empty. Thursday, and then you start to realize it's the same people that have been going to the gym. For the past In five December, years. in November. November. Every time, they, they're the same people that are still going to be there months in, right? Because for them, like for the consistency part of things, right, is it's, it's taken – there's a book that someone said, he said, it says pig-headed discipline, right? You're just like aggressive. You're like the 790-video guy. You just go it. You're just like, I don't care if I get negative views. YouTube posts like, dude, bro, you're posting way too much, man. And we feel bad for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it's like it's like the pighead, it's like the people that are always are winning or the people that have been showing up irregardless. Like, do you know Grant Cardone? Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't know Grant Cardone? I mean, everybody knows Grant Cardone. But he one of the things I admire about him is he 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 talks about a lot. He's like, dude, I'm always learning. I'm always learning stuff. I'm always learning. I mean, some of it might work, some of it might not work, but I just need new information. And it's like, I think, especially in the message of no degrees, and oh, oh and, and which I'm going to segue, and I, and this is a very interesting, interesting story. So the other day, and and, and I'm going to just remind myself here to come back to this. So the other yeah. day. Um, I was at the airport and my flight was delayed. And I was talking to this this young lady, and she was a nurse. And she was like, You know, and my sister's a nurse. So we're talking about money, right? We're like, Man, I'm like, nurses, you're a nurse. So you must be making, you must be rich, rich. She's like, No. She's like, No. And then she told me the kind of nurses that make the most money. And I'm like, Why don't you go do that? Because you are, she's like, I don't know what, nursing assistant or nursing something. I'm like, Why don't you go do that? And she's like, Well, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to learn. No, I don't want to go back and learn. And and I thought about it myself. I was like, you'd have like a 300% increase in your income, and all it would take is two years or two to three years of
1: additional schooling. And then for the rest of your life, you're making 300% more money. Yeah, people don't realize. And you know, it's funny that two to three years is going to pass by so quick, and she was going to look at it. But, you know, the fact is, not everybody thinks that way. Not everybody's willing to take the temporary sacrifice for a permanent gain no, that's true man and, and and you know
0: it's and i'm i'm also, I'm also gonna um I, there's a question i really want to ask you but um one of my mentors he said something he says you can tell the size of a person's um how much a person's gonna make by how long-term their thinking is he yeah. goes he goes think about it from a perspective of billionaires billionaires thinking 30 to 40 year spans. 20, 30, 40 year spans, right? So they don't think, if they don't get paid for five, 10 years, they don't care because they're thinking 40 years online, I will get paid, right? Millionaires are thinking in five to 10 year spans. And, you know, people that make a few hundred thousand are thinking in a year to two year spans. And he's like, people who make the minimum wage, they're thinking hourly. How much am I going to make this hour? How much am I going to make this week? And it's like, when you're thinking that that, that small, it's like Toyota. It's like Toyota is thinking in 20 to 100 years, Right, and I like, dude. Do you, uh, dude, I know this is fast. This is this is fascinating. But do you know the the old? How old is the uh, average company in Japan?
1: Well, it's like a hundred plus years.
0: hundred plus years. A hundred plus years. They're not building it for now. They're building it to layer on, and it's it's amazing to me because for me, it's like, and I think in the, in the entrepreneurship world, is a lot of people are thinking very much in how do I pay my bills this week? How do I pay my bills next week? This month they're not thinking in. Oh, you know what? If I don't make money for two, three years, okay, that's fine. But in five years, if I don't see if this metrics is not met in five years, okay, what do I do now? And mm. I, I don't know, man, that's that's just, just my perspective. No, what you think let's, on
1: that? Let's reverse I I love that because it's so spot on, like you captured it well. But let's let's think. First, you have to think hourly to get sure. to the next step. So what you have to do is okay, think about your bills. How do I pay my bills today? get it covered then think about bills next week then get to a point where it's like hey you know what my bills are covered for two to three months mm-hmm. now i can think in six month terms now get to that six month, and now i can think in one year terms so you who you, you have to put yourself in a position where you can afford to think for 20 to 40 years okay if you cannot afford to think for 20 40 years because you have rent to pay and you're gonna be homeless it doesn't matter how long term so I always tell people, right, you don't come from the best financial situation. Put yourself in a position where you have breathing room. A lot of billionaires actually come from families, right? There's some who don't, but a lot of uh-huh. them come from that. So the fact is they don't have to take care of their parents. They don't have to do all that. So if you're poor, I tell them, live in your mom's basement. Go save that money. Go save that rent. Because I've seen so many people do that, and now they have one to two years of savings. Now they can afford to take that leap. They can afford to lose their job. They can afford to learn. So you have to think hourly. Get it out the way so you can think weekly. Get it out the way so you can think monthly. Get it out the way so you can think in terms of two to three months and build yourself up. It does take time. But I do think if you build a network and you have a community around you, it is feasible. It will suck, but it will suck much less than living the same life you're living today for the rest of your life. Bro, you, you're spot on on that, man, in a sense is to, um,
0: it's like moves, move one, take care of your immediate needs, feed yourself, make sure you're not starving. Move two, you know, see how you can get yourself to a position where you're in a comfortable situation where you have some disposable income and then move three, start thinking long-term. I like that thinking because it kind of, it kind of same thing, man. It kind of puts the, the pieces of the puzzle together. Now. What's interesting here is to, you know, and you said it with living with your parents and, you know, um, some may agree, some may disagree, there's different strategies. But I think that helps you with not having to stress and worry about, hey, how am I going to feed myself? Yeah. Right. But how much?
1: Go ahead. I look, think about this. I, a lot of people like, oh, move out. I had friends. I'd be like, yo, you're an idiot. I'm not going to move out. Like until I have to get married or something like big, I'm not going to move out until I can afford a property until I can make a leap because think about this look I got my job at twenty four twenty five right if I had moved out, I would have paid let's say two k two to two to three k in bills and rent and all this stuff yeah by not moving out I'm saving let's say twenty five hundred a month that's thirty k a year yeah you add that five six years that would have been like a hundred fifty k right I was able to put that into my business to invest so yes i don't i don't have I'm not outside. I don't I can't brag about, oh, I live on my own and all that. But I was able to put well, I, I think, yeah, well over 150K into my business. And now I'm in a position where my business is good and I would not have been in this position had I not had this safety net. But the thing is, you are you had the strategy. Yeah, I had the strategy. I was like, I could have done things better. But, you know, you learn you're never going to get everything perfect. And now it's like, now if I move out, I'm in much better shape because I have a job, I have the business, I have a way like where, you know, I make like over, I make between 100 to $200 plus hourly. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that because I was able to afford risks. And, you know, I'll make sure I take care of my parents when I grow up.
0: I love it, man. I love it. Now, you mentioned something which I kind of want to touch upon is you said you help people with your resumes. Now, let's say. What are the key things that is a make or break in a resume? Because dude, one thing about resumes for me, where well, every time I put in resumes, I, bro, I just typed it. Bare. I look at Google and I'm like, what is a resume supposed to look like? And back when I was in resume and this is what's supposed to look like. I didn't even know what a cover letter was until yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is a cover letter? And at first like, you don't I was like, dude, what? I just write my my life story. I'm like, no, it's kind of sad. I think you know <laughs> So what are the what are the one things in which you you look at and you're like, man, I gotta help people fix to help increase the results
1: yeah so i've done over a thousand hours of career research and i've written over 500 resumes so i've tested a lot um and i'll give you a link i have free templates and stuff and i have a resume course that goes into it that's four plus hours long but the simple thing is a resume is a sales and marketing document it's made for someone who's not going to read it. Resumes are not read. They're skimmed. They quickly skim it. You know, just like a social media post, they quickly skim it. You have to get eye-catching. Same thing TikTok. You have to hook someone. It needs to be something called ATS friendly because there are applicant tracking systems where they get hundreds of applications. It needs to be scannable so it can rank your resume. So a very simple, clean format, nothing fancy, no pictures, no graphics. And then you have to talk about what you did And what impact you had. Most resumes, people talk about their job. Like, cashier, I take orders. Like, it's just, duh, they know that. Recruiters know the role they're recruiting for. They know what you did. What impact did you have? Did you save money? Did you save time? Did you make things better? Did you train people? Did you increase the amount of revenue per order? Did you decrease the amount of customer service issues? That's why they're hiring you. I, and I'll see people even at the executive level, very basic. And then when I sit down, they're like, wow, I saved over four hundred k last year. I was like, well, why isn't it on your resume? You know, you're talking about how you'd, you know use this system. So that's the big impact. And you have to generally sit down and take time to think like, hey, what was the impact I had? And it's like a performance review of your life. So if there's one thing right now
0: you can give someone watching this who's probably about to apply for a job was probably in a position in which they're like you know what um i don't know much about resumes i, I want to stand out what one tip would you give to
1: someone right now that they can fix in your resume to make it ats friendly simple formatting i mean i'll send you a link to a format that they can use don't have anything fancy just simple document the sections and titles and highlight yourself you know too many people just list their tasks and it's too basic and it's like Stick to the highlights in the summary. Think about a commercial. Mm. But this commercial just has lines. That's it. It's not like fancy pictures and graphics. It's what did you do? What was the impact? What did you achieve? So that way, by showing what you achieved for other people, you will show that you can achieve it for them.
0: Gotcha. Okay. No, no, That's interesting. So what did you achieve? And, you know, if you were a... You know, if you're flipping burgers, how did that flipping burgers help increase the efficiency? Let's say you came in and they were flipping 20 burgers before you came in and then you came in and all of a sudden now they're flipping 200. Yeah. Like now, now, now it's like that's an impact.
1: Right? Yeah. So if you talk about how you had the number one most quota, if you got all orders done within less than three minutes, you got 99 percent of orders done within less than three minutes. Talk. Think about what makes you a good worker and even putting numbers. Most people will be like, I flip burgers versus, hey, I flip. Two thousand burgers daily. Like, what's better, <laughs> right? Yeah. People yeah. will say, "I'm I work in a busy environment," and it's like if I tell you I flip two thousand burgers, you don't know anything about burgers, but you know that guy's busy.
0: You know, it's interesting. Is it's just the it's not about what you say; it's how you say it. It's like yeah. It's like if you said, "You know what? I've been helping. You know, I've I've done. You know, um I've been you know, let's say I've been helping people with your resumes for ten years." It's like okay, but I've but if you say I've been helping people with your resumes for over a decade, it just yeah. sounds. It just sounds it just sounds completely it just sounds completely different. Now, here's another thing I'm I'm asking and I'm gonna ask you here because I <laughs> know my cash is the chat GPT. Yeah. Okay. You've you've heard of Chat GPT, right? Yeah, I've used this. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean who has it? So I'm gonna push back here. Let's say somebody's gonna hire you for two hundred bucks an hour, and then you're thinking, well, why would I hire you for two hundred bucks an hour when I can have chat
1: GPT do it? So here's the thing. Chat GPT is good for blog articles, but it still needs edits, and the value is in the edits. So even copywriters use Chat GPT. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, Chat GPT adds a lot of fluff. So if you want to write, hey, write a nice long sentence to explain myself for an interview, cool. A resume just has to be straight to the point. Like people will say, I successfully flipped 2000 burgers. I'm going to ask them, are you going to unsuccessfully flip 2,000 burgers? <laughs> the word successfully is a waste on a resume because they're reading all these things. It's like, just talk about money save. you know? People talk about, like, leading to successful implementation. It's like, if it was unsuccessful, is it even going to be on your resume? Of course not. So the other aspect is my strength is not necessarily in writing the resume, while I'm very good at that. My strength is asking you the right questions. Mm-hmm. So if you have the answers and know your accomplishments, ChatGPT can do a wonderful job. But most people don't even think about themselves that way. So it's the back and forth. And it's me getting you to think. I'll be like, hey, what did you do? How many burgers did you flip? How much time did you save? When you train them, how quickly did you fix onboarding? If you have these answers, you can use ChatGPT. Here are my accomplishments. Put these on a resume. If you don't, ChatGPT is not going to be as helpful because you have to know how to interact with it to get those answers out of you.
0: Got you. Okay. Now this, this kind of segues in still on the chat. GPT question is, I want to ask you this, the job market as you've seen right now. I mean, a few months ago, there was the mass layoffs on the tech companies, you know, Facebook, all of them kind of, what is your projection? Just your speculation, your personal opinion. What do you think is going to happen in, in the labor market with the introduction of artificial intelligence?
1: So this is very interesting. A lot of people talk about automating jobs. I think that's a misconception. When Excel was created, it didn't decrease work for accountants, it, didn't, it gave them more work. So what, automa- what artificial intelligence is gonna do is n- not gonna automate jobs away, it's going to automate tasks away. Mm. So tasks that were normally done are gonna go away to make room for other things. Now, will there be some job loss? Of course, because if your job is all tasks, That can be automated way, but now it's going to be, how do you incorporate it into workflows and people have to adapt and that's how it's going to change the labor market. And I think personally, people talk about low wage jobs, whatever the bottom end, it's coming after middle, middle manager jobs because they have a lot of function. They're a shield and that's going to come after senior like CEO. It's like, why pay this guy 30 million? You can have an artificial intelligence. So I think that's what's scaring a lot of people because they start having artificial intelligence. They're like, yo, let's slow the brakes down because they saw it threaten their own job. They don't care if it threatens like a customer service person job. They care about it if it threatens their own job. So I think it's going to automate tasks. It's going to change anything. AI is going to be a regular part of your workload. Like think about this. Um, 15, 20 years ago, phones weren't a regular part of our life. Now it is, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's people can't live without their phones. It just makes you so much more efficient. So then it's going to be, um, ChatGPT is going to be incorporated into workflows. AI-assisted tools are going to be a, have a bigger impact because what I found is the best combo is when you have the AI-assisted tool with an expert. Gotcha. So it's not necessarily that AI is – so there's two
0: camps here. People are going to be affected by this or people who are not leveraging AI. Yeah. Right. So if I'm if I'm in my business right now and I am not leveraging AI, I am not using AI in any way, shape or form, then you know what? Then the likelihood of me staying in business is slim to none. But if I'm actually using AI and becoming an expert, prompt engineer and, you know, coding, which is interesting is so I do a lot of programming on the spare time. And yeah. um, whatever I don't know, which is interesting, right? Chat GPT is like a sidekick for me. Right. Yeah. So I used to outsource a lot of my work to, um, you know. Third party programmers, right? But now I can just ask it, hey, rewrite this code yeah. for me. And it just cleans it up. And I'm like, yeah, wait. So I didn't have to pay this guy five, six, seven hundred bucks. To, but it's just kind of interesting is you just become an expert at it. Now, you also a UMAP certified coach, right? Which I, UMAP is, is career coaching, right? Yeah. Okay. So would you say, as far as your career coaching, right? And uh, let's say I'm new to the labor force, I'm new to the job market, and I'm coming in and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm 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 afraid, man. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to work much because you know my job. My boss is like, "Hey, if you don't work, if you fix your stuff, man. I'm I'm gonna get ChatGPT to do it." What advice would you give to that person?
1: If your boss would ChatGPT your job away, it would have been ChatGPT away, right? So, <laughs> don't fall for these threats. <laughs> and t- find a way to chat GPT. Find a way to chat GPT your boss away. You know? <laughs> like if your boss is talking to you like that, figure out what your boss does. Chat GPT that stuff. Go to his <laughs> boss and then say, "Look, I just saved you whatever your boss is saying." But it's cold, <laughs> yo. If someone's coming it's at you cold. cold, you know. And the fact is, look, if they didn't need you, they wouldn't hire you. Simple as that. You fulfill a need, do a good job. Don't fall for these threats and learn how to use ChatGPT in your workflow. Learn the capabilities of what it can do. Learn what it can't do and make sure what it can't do that you can fill that gap. Gotcha. And look for a new job. <laughs> then ChatGPT, that
0: boss. Now, yeah. um, <laughs> what do you focus on in the UMAP coaching?
1: So the thing is everybody has strengths. Okay. And I tell people to go towards their strengths so i make people take a gallup assessment test it's called the gallup strength finder it's like 20 minutes okay and there's some other things in it but it goes into your strengths so my strengths are self-assurance futuristic developer strategic and achiever so self-assurance is you have a strong belief in yourself Mm. that's why i'm an entrepreneur that's why i quit my job i was making 85k and i made zero but i have a strong belief in myself and that's why even after eight like hitting nine years that i'm still at this futuristic is i dream of changing the future right i want to have impact that's why i like no right that's why i have this 20 30 40 year vision for it Developer is i like building people i like building teams so i like managing people and that's why i like the resumes that's why i incorporated to my work i truly like building people that I see them grow. I see them get their jobs. Strategic is, hey, I have strategy in how I approach things. And achiever is I have good stamina and I like achieving things. And that's what keeps you going. So for me, being an entrepreneur is the ideal thing. Some people have different skills, like my business partner. His top skill is harmony. So he's very good at team dynamics. And here's how you approach situations. Some other people have research. And that's helped me identify that you need to go to a job or work that focuses on your strengths. There are certain things I'm not good at. You know, I'm not good at admin work. I suck at it. Like I drop the ball all the time. I'm not well organized, right? That's why I need team members for that. There are certain things that are draining. And then the other thing is I ask people, there are four types of skills. There are things you're good at that you like doing, things you're good at that you don't like doing, things you're bad at that you like doing, and things you're bad at that you don't like doing. Figure out these skills, and then we figure out where you are going to go? Because the things you're good at that you like doing, these are your zone of expertise. This is where you'll beat everyone, right? And I know I can do resumes all day long with people. I know I can interact with people all day long. That's my zone of expertise. Things you're good at that you don't like doing, these are burnout skills that you can do it, but not in large capacities. Like they're draining to you. Things you're bad at that you like doing, these are your hobbies. Get better at them. Improve on them. And things you're bad at that you don't like doing, outsource. Like I hate cleaning my room. I just pay someone to clean my room every few weeks. It's just something I don't like doing. And there's no point in fighting it. I'm not it's not something I'm gonna get good at and I don't focus on it.
0: Outsource what you're not good at. But how how much okay, so I'm gonna push back here a little bit here. So I personally don't like sitting around playing around with I my program language is very limited, but yeah. It's good enough to get the job done. I don't like doing that, but half of it is is just sitting down and doing, because the thing is, I mean, I'm pretty sure in your business, there was times in which it got boring, right? No, nah, I never got boring. Dude, it never got boring. I,
1: I always had stuff to do. It sucked, but it wasn't boring.
0: Okay. Okay. It was just me then. Cause there's, there's been times in which in my, in my, uh, um, in my business, cause you get good at something to the point in which you, as an entrepreneur, you, you don't feel the challenge anymore. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah. Right? No, I get it. I mean, the thing for me is every person is a different story. So I'm always learning. Um, and I'm still not at the point where it's like things are on auto flow. So I still haven't reached that point. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. So where, where, where was I, the, 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 main, main part is, where was I even getting? I lost my train of thought there. But if
1: you're you're bored and stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. About the, the, the border. Yeah. I was still going somewhere with it for some reason. I just, I blanked down on that one, but. It, it's. I know it was about the career coaching and about how to – I think it was more or less where I was getting at was how. How do you kind of stay through? Was that where I was getting at? No, no, that's not where I was getting at. But it's how, fine. how it's do fine. I not get bored doing resumes and talking to people? Through how do you? How, what's the word? How do you stay committed into that? You know that passion, or whatever it is, and you know even in the midst of boredom. <laughs>
1: So look, it's that dream, man. It's like, I want to change the world. Like, I want no degree to compete with Indeed, Monster, LinkedIn. I want it to be the number one job search. I want to see the impact. And what keeps me going is when I see someone, they're like, yo, I got a 30K raise. They were making like Mm -hmm. 30, 40K, and now they're making 70 to 80K in one shot. And I see the impacts. I never get tired of that. Find things that you never get tired of and find ways to do that into your work. And that's what keeps me challenged. So maybe you get bored on the things, but... Maybe you don't get bored of seeing people win. Maybe you don't get bored of seeing like these clients who it's easy work for you, but you see this client who are struggling and now they're getting leads, they're getting sales. So find that thing. And that's what keeps you going to see the people move up drives me. You know, what's interesting
0: is seeing people win. So we used to run a, a uh, an insurance agency and we were doing fairly well. And hundred percent I gave, we gave all, all of it into making sure that our staff were successful, right? But then you have that one, two, three, four, five first people that you overinvest in that end up taking advantage of it, right? Like, um, this is my scenario, but I don't know if you experienced the same thing. I'll give you another scenario, right? Which is, and the main part of the question I'm getting into is, how do you prevent yourself from being taken advantage of, right? In a sense, it's to, you know, seeing people win is a joy. It's, it's good. It's fulfilling. But then you always, you always have that, those few people that make you kind of think about it like, hey, man, I'm doing, I'm doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I've had it, you know, and I got to go soon. I got a client. Um, but right. what I'll tell you is I've done over 100 resumes for free. And I'm talking about I sit down with people two to three hours. Some of these people got jobs at like, you know, places like Google, like Twitter. These people were like basic jobs and they doubled, triple their salary. Their life has changed. Gotcha. 70 so, to 80 percent of these people don't even update me when they get a job. Can you believe that? I did their whole freaking resume. I charged for this. <laughs> And I felt bad for them because of the scenario. They didn't even update me. Then I messaged them like, yeah, yo, your resume helped. I was like, you couldn't write that? So what I've done is if I choose to do free work and it's a choice, I limit the amount of free work I do. I can only do like one, one resume a week for free or one every other two weeks. The other thing is if I'm choosing to do free work, I only do it for someone in my community. So not someone who hits me up and tells me in a bad situation, like literally they could be dying. I'll just be like, look, I'm sorry because, look, too many people come to me. I can't save the world, right? Sure. But if someone's in my community, like you hit me up, you need help, I'm 100% do it for free. So they have to already be a part of your community. So the way I see it is time spent helping, too much time spent helping a stranger, I run into issue. Now, obviously, I'll send them in the right direction. I'll be like, hey, here's some free templates. Here's some things to do. Here's some free. But I won't take too much time because here's the thing. Time is the one thing that you won't ever get back. So I can't spend huge amounts of time because that's two to three hours I could be spent helping my dad, then helping my friend, helping my neighbor, working myself. So I'll give them five to 10 minutes, but I can't overcommit. Got you. All right, man. I know you got to go. So let's wrap up here. Anything,
0: any, any, any final words, anything you want to tell the audience as far as like, you know, how they can become better in, you know, the degree in business, staying consistent, not having a degree.
1: Check out the No Degree Podcast where I interview people without college degrees. And there's so many stories. Um, Be part of a community, you know, your community will really help you get a mentor who's really supportive. I think that will change and always learn. There's always more to learn. I think if you have that attitude and you don't have a degree, it won't even matter. People will assume you have a degree. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. It's all about putting the work and having
0: the the, the clan, the community around you. Well, man, it was an absolute pleasure having you. And definitely, guys, I highly recommend. Go check out his podcast. I'm going to leave the link to the course in the description. I'm going to leave the link to the podcast, and I'm also going to leave a link to his LinkedIn as well. So if you want to hit him up, remember, if you are hitting him up for free work, no free work. Okay? No free work. Pay some money. (laughs) Pay some money. All right, man. It was good having you on.